Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Film Critters Processes. Film Critters Processes. Uh, today we're talking about uh, the, the the movie that everyone has been processing for yeah, like a, yeah. for like a month. Literally, everybody has been talking about this movie, and now we are too. I'm Baru. I'm G. A. Bearhat, and we are going to be your co-pilots for this <laughs> discussion, for this the, roundtable discussion, for this wonderful uh, trip down the the mommy issues movie, <laughs> the mommy issues lane. Um, yeah, so. Jay Bearhat. Yes. What were your thoughts on Hereditary? <laughs> uh, no, really good actually. Like uh, we, I was, we did that other video recently, and I talked about how I, I tend to really hate critically acclaimed horror films. And like going in, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like The Quiet Place or like Annihilation yeah. or something. And then like I came out feeling like I got like punched in the solar plexus by like my twelfth grade bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's basically how I felt. I I, I really was kind of struck by like how like like you said like the sort of thing where like even with even with a24 films like they're the which is the production company behind this movie um like i i've had kind of mixed successes with them and just mixed successes with art horror films as a general concept and th this didn't quite so much it it escaped that like lens for me because it didn't feel like a movie. It just kind of felt like water torture. Yeah. Right. Like where it was just someone just holding your head down in a bath for the last half of that movie and some before. It's what I like is that like everyone talks about like, you know, like the the, the scene that like is like, you know, in every interview, the director is like, yep, that was like the scene where I I planned it as like, oh, this isn't you're not watching a movie that like you're used to seeing. This is yeah. my movie, motherfucker. Um <laughs> But it's still just like I remember leading up to that scene. I was like, oh, this movie's like really interesting. Like this movie's doing things that like I did not expect it to do. I'm really liking this. And then that scene happened and I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this movie. Oh, fuck. Everything that I was like, oh, I like this. I'm like, oh, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> this oh, this isn't fun. I, I do want to get off the ride yeah. at this point, please. Um, yeah, that's like exactly exactly my reaction. Just like you really we're go we're here now like this is happening so obviously if you're listening to this we are going to spoil the film yeah. um it if you haven't seen it i highly uh I, I i would i would i would recommend it if you even the director has been like i think this is like i'm really proud of this movie obviously but like i'm aware that there are people who this kind of stuff is going to hit too close to home and like please yes. please prioritize taking care of yourself rather than seeing like a film that is part of the conversation because he's like this movie I drew from really dark places on. I know it has the ability to affect people and put them in dark places. Uh, if you have any sort of like intense family trauma, especially around like parents. Oh, God, and yeah. Especially around mentally ill parents. Not even just mentally ill parents, but just like unstable or like hostile or controlling parents. And engaging with art that deals with those themes very, very rawly is not something you can do. Just read the synopsis. Yeah, just <laughs> read the Wikipedia. Read the Wikipedia page. It's it's a great film and it's really powerful, but do not like self harm yourself for the sake of of consuming art. And, and I also want to make it clear, like, uh, yeah, yes, if you're the type of person who usually finds value in content warnings, which you know to some degree I'm also that that type of person. I think we all are. Um, it is not something to kind of it, it is not something to feel bad that you are missing out on because you, like for reasons that i will kind of get into once we're into spoiler territory i think that there is uh 
like more more than just the actual physical like not the physical but like the actual content of the movie and like what you see on the screen um there is like a level of uh, sort of cynicism that's being played with uh by the film as a whole so uh don't you know like yeah don't see it if you, if you don't need to the the film to like kind of just get directly into like uh, the i guess a big spoiler in general for the film the film is like existential horror and that like kind of the big theme of it is this idea that like you can't escape the fate that your family gave you and yeah that's why i really liked the film because it's like to me it's not even that it's cathartic it's like it's miserable but it's like that's what made it a really effective horror is that it's like wow you really tapped into like what people who come from shitty families or shitty backgrounds or like have a history of like mental illness or cyclical abuse in their family fear which is that like there's nothing I can do to escape that fate. Absolutely. And I, I think that, um, so I, I definitely want to circle back and just be like really, really, really into the nitty gritty of this stuff. I did just rewatch um, Nick Sphere's video on oh, Hereditary, yeah. which I highly, highly recommend. It's, yeah, it's, we're going to put a link down below. Yeah. I pointed down at the ground, even though I'm literally <laughs> not on camera. <laughs> I mean... We, yes, we're going to, we're going to put, I'm going to drop a link on the floor and, uh, for you to, I don't know. Anyway, it's a really good video. It's, it's a fun, like, take on the video that really kind of helps to contextualize some of the more, um, subtle is the wrong word. When we're <laughs> it's talking not a about very subtle film, yeah. Uh, but some of the more, uh, you know, th- things, some of the more, um, subtextual uh, elements of the movie um my my reading of the movie on a a much more surface level is that it's actually like really fucking well done like that's when i when i my first reaction coming out of the movie was um it's incredibly directed uh the opening shot is um really really good it's such a it's it's a gorgeous movie which makes it much more upsetting (laughs) (laughs) yes um and this also like what was the sort of surface level reaction of a lot of people that I went to see the movie with because we went we went with like a big yeah group. we all went a huge group and um basically like the the sort of the way that the horror elements of in the film are framed uh it really I I I had come out with the impression that this movie this is another point of contention with people who I've talked about the movie with who haven't seen it yet is there like a jump scare in the movie. I contend that the movie does the opposite of jump scares where it um, kind of lets you sit with something and then it sucks the air out of the room and just like moves to the next scene. And then that sort of like, you know how like when you punch someone, what really matters is when you pull, when you pull away. Yeah, yeah. That's what I felt that the movie was doing was kind of emphasizing like the the space around the things that are scary is, is... really kind of like the bread to the sandwich really like it 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 helped there's Uh, a i think a great example of like that kind of horror and just like a single scene is there's like a moment in the film that didn't act as a jump scare but it was something where it's like it's the scene when the teenage boy like the the son wakes up and he's just like in his room because he heard noise and he's just kind of like looking around and like while you're watching it you're just like okay what's going on the shot is framed and you're expecting that something is gonna like appear in frame and scare you and then you realize that there's been something in frame the entire time. Yes. And so like the moment you notice it, like it's 
it's like a jump scare, but it's not because it's actually a jump scare. It's just because you're so anticipating something to show up and then for there to have been something there the entire time and for you to recognize it. Yeah. Because the way the space is structured in that shot, like your eyes aren't going to go to where it is immediately. They're going to go to like the right, expecting something to enter from that frame. You're like, okay. So you kind of like lazily float back and then you see... You see it, and you're like, yes. ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I... You, uh, t- to quote the old meme, when you see it, you shit uh, bricks. Oh, yes, that actually, yeah. <laughs> this movie really draws on that principle. Yeah. <laughs> like the SCP wiki. The, like, old, the, old, the old red circle, got you, the scary thing is outside of the red circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a movie that takes place in the SCP universe, it turns out. <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, we talked about that act- afterward. As far as kind of the sort of, like... I'm sorry if you don't like talking movie shot, but like long shots used in horror needs to happen more. And this movie is a really good um, missive for that. And moreover, like when when it went to the kind of the closer shot on the on the sun and like basically right after the shot that Jay is describing, there's another shot where the mom bounds out of the room in complete silence with her like whatever, like whatever pajamas or like shirt that she's wearing is just trailing behind her in this like really sort of ghostly sort of like way but the thing the thing of course about it is like they could have very easily put like a musical sting that like shocks you but like they don't uh it's complete silence still like throughout that whole part yeah oh god it's so good it's it, so good <laughs> it was weird like when i came out of that movie i was like my one of my biggest thoughts after like kind of like it setting in was like man i can't wait to see that again but i yeah. was like i'm gonna wait <laughs> I'm gonna take a Xanax. I'm gonna take a Xanax, but or like two. now that it, now that I know what I'm going in for next time, I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to watch it and really like appreciate just how beautifully constructed it is and all these things. Because there's like a bunch of stuff I like was catching like super early on, and then like was able to reintegrate that later and be like, oh, that's like a really clever like little thing that they did. Um, but also like in those moments, I couldn't really think too clearly about that because I'm just like, oh my fucking god, the fuck's gonna happen now? I don't like that. Oh, I don't like any <laughs> I of this. this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Where hate this. the fuck this. is this gonna go? <laughs> yeah, a more a more detached reading, uh, I think, would be really would re- be really useful because basically the first time I watched it, I was just traumatized. Like the the, the whole the whole duration, basically. Um, but yeah, and, and and yeah, and of course, what we were talking about before, like that's the big draw of the movie is that it's got really wonderful um characterization and really great acting uh, yeah i was i was genuinely shocked at how good the performances are and there were performances that i feel like in another movie would have been maybe like weaker but like are are uh deployed to great like effect here yes um specifically like the father where like the father just seems kind of like annoyed and detached a lot of the film and then there's that one scene when he like almost pulls into traffic and like freezes and it's like he just starts breaking down sobbing. And that scene is so good because it immediately makes it clear every scene you've been seeing him where he just seems like annoyed or like pissed off or kind of like fed up is because he has become the only person in the family who can do all these things that need to be done and like in the face of great tragedy. And it's like been eating away at him in this entire time. And then in that moment where he realizes that he almost just caused another tragedy in his family, it's just like, that's him snapping and being like, this can't all be on me. Oh yeah. That's God. It's really, really good. Like It's, the, it's so good. The it's, depth of the characterization is like, it, it really deserves to be applauded. I don't know. I, I'm like very, not emotionally sensitive, but just like quality wise, like the quality of the portrayal of a mother is something that I'm like 
hypersensitive to in in movies um just as a as a general sense because like a lot of a lot of horror movies talk about mommy issues and stuff yeah um but specifically something about tony collette's character like It, there, I wish I could put my finger on it, but you feel as lost as she does. I think it's because, so I feel like the film both forces you to emphasize and be terrified of her character at the same time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, which is like definitely supposed to mirror her own alienation from herself and like her own alienation. And like a thing that I really liked in the film, that's like a really kind of like subtle running thing in it is like the way she talks about things and like hearing in her voice and in the ways in what she's saying that she is like constructing essentially a narrative to explain things that isn't necessarily like the objective reality of what's going on. Yes. Uh, like there's a, there's like a thing that like a couple of people I've talked to like about this movie where we've had the contention of the scene where she's like telling the story of the first time she like woke up while sleepwalking and was going to set her kids on fire and to me, the way she keeps repeating, like, I was asleep, like, I can't, you can't blame me for this. To me, in that moment, it's like, oh, she wasn't asleep. Yeah. Like, maybe she had some sort of, like, mental breakdown. Maybe she was in, like, a fugue state. But there was definitely something where she's terrified of the fact that on some conscious level, she was about to do this. And that it took the screaming to kind of, like, bring her to her senses and be like, oh, I can't do this. And so, like, she has to construct this excuse of, like, why she ended up in that place, which is, oh, I was sleepwalking. I had no, I had no control over myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that stuff really, it feels really meaty and real in a way that, in a way that literally sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, and, and the, th the thing that's, of course, is, like, difficult about kind of family trauma being touched on in movies is like you have to kind of straddle a line of being too kind of saccharine and too like annoying and inaccurate and cloying versus being just like pounding someone into the ground with what you're trying to say yeah and just being um and this movie i think like i said this does get a little bit more cynical than i would like but like all of the portrayal of her um is it's it's really it's really sympathetic um it's really i don't know it, it it's just it's it's really it's just really good and a really a really well-rounded uh understandable characterization of a character who goes through some as as far as just the actual text of the story goes through some shit yeah no she goes through basically hell <laughs> yes um uh going on the cynical thing that's actually like another thing i feel like we like disagreed on was uh charlie yeah i i know like a lot of people like will be like oh i feel like like you know like charlie is kind of abused by the like by the actual narrative of the film like not just like in terms of like what happens to her but in terms of like you know oh you're not really supposed to be sympathetic for her which is weird because i was like really sympathetic and i was process i was yes. thinking about it a bit today and I think it's not just because, like, you know, relatable kid, like the weird kid. But I think it's because, like, I was thinking back to, like, a lot of the scenes that she's in. And I feel like the film is very, very pointedly making a point on which the child who most openly reflects the problems of a family becomes essentially a bartering chip in the family that people, like, use against each other. And so I feel like the film is trying to make a point of, like, 
that sucks. Like Charlie doesn't get to be a kid. She doesn't get to be her own person. And in the film, like literally she doesn't get to be her own person because you find out she's a vessel for a demon as like literally just to like to placate the demons like here, you can have this one until we can get the thing you actually want. Right. And that reflects the way she's treated by her entire family. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that she, she has her place in the story to, to, to make my kind of position on this clear. Being. There are a lot of kids who are in Charlie's position as kind of like the, the sort of like, weird kid who just absolutely has absolutely like no resources and just doesn't really feel a lot of hope. Um, and I think that that's, that's a very, um, that's a very relatable, uh, position to be in. And I don't think that, um, the middle schoolers who want to see a really fucked up R-rated movie uh, <laughs> are going to be doing like an in-depth reading of the film or like her placement in the film. I, I think that it's kind of just like here, here's like the actress herself is like very, very, um, she's really well-spoken and she's really like exuberant. And she just loves horror movies. She's just a horror. She's basically just a horror junkie. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that interview. She's just like, she's like, no, I was so excited to be in this movie. She's like, <laughs> I stoked about it. She's like, fucking, she's like, this, fucking, this movie was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is so which is so great um i don't know it, it it's touchy it's not it's not something that i claim to be an expert on it's not something that i claim it's like a uni- unilaterally bad thing uh it's something that i just kind of feel feel a little bit sensitive to and feel a little bit like you know it, like here's a little girl who is like said to be demon possessed she is cutting off the heads of pigeons in real life this is it's time for a support network. Like yeah, it's, yeah. Ti- it's, it's it's time to intervene and like and like that's the movie also like being such a rough movie touches on how difficult those things are um and how difficult not knowing what to do is in situations like that. Um so it's your your mileage your mileage is probably going to vary on that. I I'm I'm kind of back and forth on it, uh, to be perfectly honest. I, to, to bring it into the art horror discussion, how do you think it compares to the the child from Babadook? Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, that like, was wasn't that is like that fucking is such an offensive movie on so many levels. I fucking like. I okay, better better than the Babadook, <laughs> much much better than the Babadook. Right? I think to be fair, like, I think that's my problem is that like I'm so used to seeing kids who are like weird and dealing with stuff like that just portrayed as universally like an evil thing that a yeah. film that like is attempting to like be like hey actually the way she's being treated by like film narratives and also real life narratives kind of shitty and not fair to her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the the movie does a the Hereditary does a pretty good job of like pointing that stuff out. Um kind of while it's happening, I Oh God, the Babadook. Like, yeah, just basically my biggest problem with the Babadook is that like the characterization is just from another fucking planet, which just kind of happens with like a lot of thriller and horror movies that like, I don't get it. Like, I I don't get people who like movies like that. Like Black Swan is like my other kind of (laughs) go-to example where it's just like, this is kind of just a John Waters movie that you like made with a bigger budget. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, no, that's that's actually a great way to describe it because my biggest problem with the Babadook is that I'm like, this is like consistently a few shades short of being camp, 
but I'm supposed to take it like really seriously. And like, it's oh, yeah. kind of just comes off as like really uncomfortable and exploitative because of that. Yes. Because it doesn't go far enough for it to feel like unreal, but it definitely doesn't come off like it's made by someone who cares. Right. Yeah. And this, this movie, there's a lot of, I, I would say there's a lot of complexity, but to how, or a lot more complexity to how hereditary, um, kind of juggles these themes, right? Like Charlie especially is kind of portrayed and she's she's not a she's not a burden to the family. She's just it's it's someone who's really difficult to communicate with, uh difficult to kind of determine like how the the feeling of like helping a person speci specifically a child with a problem that they don't understand um and that kind of by proxy you don't understand uh and then it's kind of like, where do you go from there? And that that can really make, force your mind to like do a whole lot of a whole lot of jumping jacks, which we saw the mom and hereditary going through. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I definitely I don't know that 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 comparison helps me to appreciate hereditary. Yeah, that's I, I think that's probably why is because like when I was walking out of it, I was like, it's like, man, I'll get and then I was like, oh, because like my 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 go to example in these films is always fucking her like, fucking Babadook, which is so awful. It's yeah, trash. It's I, like, sorry, I'm sorry. If, if you like Babadook, sorry. I don't blame you. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just it's there's just certain things where like I see it and I'm like, oh, this really any any pity I would have given you. Out the, out the window. <laughs> yeah. And, like, my personal argument, as far as kind of rounding out, like, my general thoughts on Hereditary, like, my personal argument is that Hereditary does not, um, ironically, like, still doesn't meet this, my, my personal standards of, like, a good sort of conscientious horror movie that is, um, you know, complex characterization, like, all the, like, it, it does so much good that it could still do great if you know what i mean like I, I don't know it's hard for me to say like what i would pick and choose and what i would change um because god it just it goes in a lot of directions yeah no i, I could see that um bringing uh bring up like the, the nick spheres video again yeah uh one of the reasons why i was like oh we should bring that up because i really like that video but also because like one of the things i really like about it is not so much like her take which i think is interesting um but it's like the way in which she, as you put it, like builds the scaffolding for it, where it's yeah. like reframing hereditary in a way that I haven't seen a lot of people reframe it, where it's like instead of, oh, the diorama symbolism is supposed to reflect how like they're trapped in someone else's scheme, essentially, that they have no control over. Yeah. But rather this film is how Tony Collette's character understands the film because she makes dioramas to attempt to recapture and take control of events that are going on in her life and to right. really understand them. And because this film is proposed as a diorama, this film is Tony Collette's perspective on the literal events that happened. Yeah. I, so the thing about that interpretation is that I, I actually, it actually makes me appreciate the movie more because the idea of Tony Collette's character, just like watching her, like seeing her daughter's beheaded body and then immediately like, subtweeting her son like vis-a-vis -vis, <laughs> like a elaborate like she literally is making in in the movie it is so fucking absurd that she's immediately processing her daughter's death via a diorama yeah <laughs> and it's like her husband just walks in and she's just like calmest face in the world applying 
the replication of her daughter's blood into the grass. <laughs> like what fucking Twitter like that like I don't know. That that's a mood. That's that's like also a mood, but it's also like the most B movie touch of, of like the uh, yeah. whole goddamn thing. Oh, it's it's such a B movie touch, but I love it. Like it's I love the exchanges. He's like, what is he gonna see if like what is he gonna think if she sees that if he sees that? And she's like, What? It's not about him. It's an objective recollection of what happened. And I'm just like, that is such a like fucking like I'm making art that's like definitely about someone else, someone else, but I'm pretending that it's not. <laughs> that that's relatable. That's yeah. deeply relatable. Yeah, like that's like I I still attest that that scene is supposed to be funny and it's supposed to be like a, a the little bit of pressure relief valve of like, ha, ha, ha. but also you think about it, this is really fucked up. Guess what? It's gonna get more fucked up. Yeah, and that also lends a lot of credence to the theory of it being kind of her paranoid sort of her against the world. Yeah, like guilt complexes um, that Nick Spears talks about, and that are like really. It it feels like that is <laughs> like what the movie is saying, right? Where she's just blaming kind of the whole world for this familial thing. I guess I don't know. It's really. I, I like it because it like it takes the it takes like the horror of it and it reverses it into this idea of like this is a horrifying idea. Yeah. But there's also the horrifying possibility that like this is an idea that a person is holding because that brings them greater comfort. Hmm. That like what's horrifying isn't just that like the idea that you don't have control over your fate and that all of this stuff was set into motion before you ever had a chance to make a decision. But the idea that, like, that might be a more comforting prospect to you, that, like, the world is against me. My mother set these things in motion. Everything that happened, we had no choice in, and there was nothing I could have done to stop it. Yeah. And the idea that, like, that makes it, like, easier for her is, like, that's really scary. And I, like, because then that ties into the scene when the kid's in school, and you hear the kids uh, talking about uh, some Greek tragedy. And she's like, well, what makes it tragic is the idea that, like, you know, they uh, had a choice in the matter because if they never had a choice, then there's there's nothing they could have done to stop it. But if there is something they could have done to stop it, then that makes it like worse. Hmm. And that's right before the scene where uh, the older brother goes to the party. Huh? Because it's like it's the it's he's at school and he's invited to the party and he's told to bring his dick. Uh, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> So I like that. I like that idea of like, hey, this is like the film is sort of a, an attempt to understand that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what makes it horrifying is the idea that like she can she can embrace this comfort of like, I would rather my whole fucking family die <laughs> than, than we, to apologize once. Than to apologize once and recognize that <laughs> I forced a situation that made things worse. I would rather my son be possessed by a demon <laughs> <laughs> then, and for my own to cut my own head off <laughs> I, that, yeah that's all that's relatable accountability you know it's 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 too much to ask uh, as far as i'm concerned um <laughs> yeah i also can we talk about bring your dick like <laughs> was that was it bisexual coding or was it just like I, I maintain that there had to have been at one point in like the drafting somewhere. Oh, Nate, the, the son is bisexual because in that scene, the texts like right above it are like, hey, I'm going to go get my bikini zone shaved. Haha, <laughs> cool. Send me pics. So I thought at first it was a girl and then it's like, no, it's like one of his male friends. And I'm like, yeah. so then 
Is that what teen boys do? Were they sending each other pictures of their dicks? Was he like talking to his friend through Grindr? Like, is that the new new chat app? Is that the new thing to do? Like, hashtag bring your dick. I I swear it was like a yellow UI. I maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. No, that was yeah. Like I remember that scene because I was like, it's like, oh, that's weird. He must be talking with the girl in front of him, and then it's like, no, he's talking to his friend, and I'm like, you don't. Teen boys don't talk about that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like that's. I mean. It's equality. It's equality. It's equality. Bless that actor, um, Alex Wolf. Uh, wonderful job. And bless, uh, bless Tony Collette. Bless Colin Stetson for making a wonderful score. I I love by the way that inter- that like article where they're talking like they're interviewing the whole cast, and like they're talking about uh what's the, what's the actor's name who played the the son. Uh, Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf, and they're talking about how, like, yeah, he, like, he just got, like, got really into the character, and the entire time he's on screen, he's like, I'm Peter. You know, I'm Peter. And, like, they're talking to Tony Collette, and she's just like, yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she fucking hates him, and it's yeah. so funny. Like, <laughs> there is actual drama. Like, if you look it up, like, Tony Collette's just like, everyone's just like oh wow alex wolf y'all method acting oh you was just you were just listening to colin stetson the whole time oh wow and tony Collette's just like yeah he sure did yeah he sure he sure (laughs) was doing that yeah it's almost you know like it kind of like we ended up having the same dynamic like we do in the like we do in the movie (laughs) doing the goddamn fucking movie it's such a great interview with tony Collette, where she's just trying really hard not to just shit over this like actor who's probably like 20 years her scene like junior yeah but she's just like yeah i was real fucking annoying <laughs> i god it's so fucking. he good. didn't have to do that to give a good perf- i didn't have to do it to give a good performance yeah. i don't know why he no, had I'm not, to i'm not out here following some me- fucking method acting shit sawing my own head off <laughs> <laughs> for the fucking fucking, fucking millie's over here fucking just like she's talking about horror movies and shit and she plays the role fine she's like 13 i don't know why she's, she's gotta be doing she's not even trying she's just watching alien and eating a bunch of popcorn every night on set you don't you don't gotta you don't gotta do the jim carrey thing alex wolf just don't just I'm don't just, i'm just saying we had fun i'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying we had, it was a fun it set. was a fun it was a fun set a fun shoot um yeah i don't know Did you, interview. I don't, <laughs> um what a great interview I that that movie made me really interested in seeing uh, the director's other shorts. Uh, and yeah, can we can we talk about how <laughs> it's got some dark family stuff going on? Ari Aster has fucking brain worms. Yeah, it's like that's like my explanation. I've I read actually the yeah I read the the Wikipedia. Page I read the synopsis of his other short films. They're insane. They're they're <laughs> all they're literally all about insane like monstrously like evil family not monstrously evil but like monstrously broken families yes like tr- does he just want to like he just wants to give people trauma or just like, no like, i think he just has i think he's just he like has trauma like this yeah. is like this just how families be yeah exactly <laughs> it's yeah i mean I, I I like a good I like a good fucked up family movie. I, I definitely want to read. I definitely want to see his other films. I'm just like, wow, these are. Whew. Yeah, they sound <laughs> they sound pretty fucking rough. Um, uh, for for people who is somewhat content warning, like if you go to look them up, uh, one of them is about incest and like generational like rape, uh, and the other one is about Munchausen Munchausen syndrome. Yeah, Munchausen by pro- is the name of it. Yeah, by by proxy. So one of them, but like. The the incest one is like the dy- the the dynamic is reversed to kind of like draw attention to I guess the idea that like this 
the idea of like that being a normalized thing that people would look the other way on, they wouldn't do if the dynamic was reversed. And then the other one is just about a mom poisoning her son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the whole, and then he dies and then that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's, the, <laughs> I just, I, dude's got issues. Uh, but I mean, you know, same. I it, love, it's representation. I love to be just like, what's the word for <laughs> like, fuck never mind i love to be depressed yeah no same i love i love i i'm constantly telling people like i love watching movies that just upset me yeah. i like things that are just upsetting just uh horrid we're we're horrid people we love horrid things my I, <laughs> I i like remember like one time i went down to like portland with like some friends and stuff and we were just like high in the woods and my friend told me the story about it, like oh yeah there used to be like these like free bikes that like you know like we're just around town people like take them and like it was like a really cool bike sharing system and then one day, just this dude, like, gathered them all up in his truck and threw them in the lake. And I just started laughing so hard. <laughs> and I was like, that's so awful. But the idea that someone would do that is like, is like, that brings me like, not joy, but it's like that, that causes my, all the neurons in my brain to light up. Just like, that's not just like, oh, that guy's a dick. That's like, you're like sacrificing a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you gave your time. To fuck everyone's life up. Yeah, to just do so for literally just spite. There's no reason to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we have any closing thoughts on Hereditary? Um, really, oh, it's such a good movie. I'm excited to rewatch it again. Yeah, at some point, I really want to rewatch it. God, it's once it's the second run theater, I'll probably go. With some people who didn't see it the first time. It's a great movie. It's a frustrating movie. It's a traumatizing movie. It's a inspiring movie it's a horrifying movie oh i tying into like that uh the director's like whole thing of hitting families i will say i love that there is a director who instead of the the classic american film trope of like the family unit in horror as being threatened or the family unit is needing to be like resolved and saved just a director who's out there saying like hey fuck families fuck families <laughs> just fuck hey you it, know what the family unit that's what that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah it it, it, it I, I, the movie did strike me as having like a really astute, like grasp on like power dynamics, especially in family situations. And I think that's like mostly what his career is kind of about. So it's really, it's yeah, it's really good to know that someone is out there just showing that families are bad. That, yeah. That, that uh, we should abolish the family. Unit. We abolish. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our, and that's our, that, that's, our thoughts on hereditary <laughs> if you're in a family or looking to start a family we're coming for we're you coming for <laughs> you're fucking next no more family no more family focus on the family like focus on destroying the family <laughs> focus off the family uh but yeah that's hereditary good movie <laughs> good movie oh the we gotta do the 12 dollar thing Oh, the 12. Oh, yeah. The $12 bit. What would we rather have spent $12 on? Uh, I would have rather spent the $12 on like, you know, like a really cheap therapy copay. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I feel like I would have gotten the same, uh, like the same benefits. Well, that's what you do after Hereditary. So yeah. like Hereditary introduces a lot of therapy sunk costs into yeah. your life. So like that's, it's really kind of an investment. So really just, just going to therapy in the first place, you're saving yourself like 12 bucks right there. <laughs> yeah. Um... You know, I wouldn't have rather I wouldn't have rather spent my twelve dollars on anything. I'm really I'm happy that I got to see uh, an art movie with a bunch of my friends, and we all just completely just shot ourselves in the theater, just screaming. Um, kind of a group a group like 
you know, like a trust fall where you just yeah, kind yeah. of like, you know, just traumatize you. You cauterize whatever wounds you have and move forward with your lives. That it's, was a, it's the cigarette game of, of movies. Oh God, it really is. <laughs> is the cigarette game, is that, is that a well-known, that has to be a well-known I don't, thing. It's, I hope it's well-known. If you Google it, um, you might find out about it. If not, it's a game where you put a lit cigarette between each other's, like two people's arms and you just see who can withstand it the longest. Yeah. And that's and uh, that's hereditary. And that's hereditary. <laughs> the cigarette game, but for but for but two, a movie like two and a half hours. But for two and a half a goddamn hours. All Ugh. right. So this is a this is film critters signing Positive. off. We're signing off. We will see you soon with another video that we're very excited about, and we're about to start writing. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm excited. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sub thank thanks for subscribing to our content. Thank you for leave comments below. Like, comment, subscribe. Like, uh, tell us, tell us, tell us, give us thoughts. What are things you like about our videos? Yeah. What are things you think we can improve about our videos? Right now, I read every single comment. I same. There's not a lot of them, and the ones that are uh, hateful are really funny. They're really funny, and then the <laughs> the ones like I I I also I just love I don't know it, it's like everybody blows smoke up your ass as a fucking like listener engager of content it's just nice to see what people are. yeah no it's, it's not necessarily thinking of like us but like what the stuff that we're talking about like people's interpretations of movies that we've seen yeah like, like an example the silent hill one i was actually really glad to see multiple people like wow this actually made me want to go rewatch the movie now that i have a yeah, different perspective on it that and was like so cool yeah like that was cool to see like oh i'm really glad that like me talking about this film like made you want to see a movie that like pretty much no one has ever been like i want to rewatch the silent hill movie before i i it that's accomplishing exactly what i wanted to do because i really want people to like see that movie not being aware of the like piles and piles of people on youtube who are kind of right in saying that it's a piece of shit movie but like just you know turn your brain off have fun but that's or, it's honestly like what the film critters manifesto is is the idea of looking at films that don't get looked at enough or looking at them in a way yes. that they don't get looked at enough so that people can like be like hey maybe this movie isn't that great yeah but it still said something about the culture at the time and that's worth yeah. like engaging with or if it didn't say something it's like a good springboard or just like if there's a lot of interpretations and blah blah blah, blah. like we just we like having fun over here <laughs> so uh yeah so uh, we'll We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at a very cute dog at Fussy Baby Bitch. Fussy Baby Bitch. Okay. Fucking. All right. I'm hitting stop. I like the giant red one for my. Skish. Skish. ASMR base boosting.